peace and blessings. I am Jarain and welcome to Nova Soul. And so today's real fast and quick conversation is going to be a commentary on using the light versus dark commentary to inspire healing, to inspire a conversation about what is good within us. Um, Yeah, so for those of you who need a little background context, um, recently a conversation was had by a political figure who, in my heart of hearts, I believe was attempting to um, actually inspire something good, to inspire a sense of hope, to elicit in us the desire to be active, to be proactive, to be in movement about shifting our current national energy. And so my gut feeling is that there was not an intention to have any kind of racialized um, dialogue about what's happening in our world. I think, um, like most people um, that have a Christian theological framework, this idea that goodness is white as snow, that light, i.e. white, is a higher vibration. This idea that darkness is evil, that you have a black heart, right? You're up to no good. This whole spiritual ideology that is rooted in white is good, white is divine, white is sacred, is long-standing, right? And so a lot of it, this concept of light and illumination, whether it comes out of um, a Western framework of white superiority, whether it is connected to um, the Aryan, Brahmin, um, Eastern uh, theological framework, which is also rooted in this idea that the Brahmin, i.e. white class, was higher than um, the untouchables, right? Which was the darkest, sun-kissed folk. These are not accidental um, paradigms. There is something long-standing in our world that um, whiteness values itself in ways that are often unhealthy. And so built into the language, built into the structures, built into the framework, whether consciously or, or unconsciously, um, is, you know, black is evil. You know, black is unworthy. Black is a stain. Uh, white is purer. White is just better. And so 
as we begin to dismantle these legacies, uh, it becomes imperative that we look at communication, that we look at language, because whether we are aware of it or not, domination uses language to reinforce itself. It has concepts, right? And so these concepts are built into uh, the way we perceive race, the way we perceive gender, the way we perceive sexuality, the way we perceive intimacy. Like we, we have a language that reinforces toxicity and, um, you know, frameworks that are, that are dysfunctional. And so I think when you begin to have folks say, listen, let's just be more mindful of how we're using light, dark dichotomy, you know, duality, um, it's very limiting. Or if people are pushing back and saying, you know what? There is beauty in darkness. There is sacred healing in the dark void. There is um, moments where that which is light is actually the absence of light, right? So what we're doing is we are trying to enrich language. We are trying to stretch the boundaries of language because we're trying to stretch our perception. And so I think when you have folks saying like, yo, just check the language, right? Like it's not empowering, it's not inclusive, it's not to create this racialized um, war. Um, it's not to say, oh, we can't get behind and support somebody who uses white, dark dichotomy. What we're saying is be careful how we reinforce the legacies of white supremacy. Be careful how we use languages that unconsciously other darkness or um, minimize the, the beautiful inclusion of dark matter, right? We're trying to heal this long-standing legacy of white being superior and black being inferior or white being good and black being evil because whether we are present to it all language has an impact all language has a vibration all language touches us in ways whether we are conscious or not and so what we're asking is that people just be aware of how we uh how we speak um color into the space. And so the last thing I wanted to say, just looking at a couple of friends' um, conversations around this, is that, you know, I'm hearing certain allies say, well, um, I spoke to a black person who said they didn't feel that way. And so here's the thing, all black voices are not monolithic, right? And so different people, just like white folks, have the um, capacity to have individual experience, individual perception. Um, and let's say, just like white folk, right, how do humans come up with beliefs, interpretations, ideas? It's based on their experience. And so here's the thing I'm going to tell you. If you are a person who has somehow um, created a life where color doesn't mean 
the same things to you. Or if you are a person who embraces um, certain theologies, whether it's a uh, illumination Christ conversation, um, you may not see these racialized or these colorized uh, ideologies as having value for you. There is also, to be honest, many people who have internalized what I call colonizer ideas. And so if that is your paradigm, you know, I, um, I honor your journey, right? But what I know is that if you are a person who study, studies social constructs, if you are a person who studies how language is used to dominate, um, how language is used to shape and support certain systems, you may be more prone to look at the troubling language of the light and dark dichotomy. But if you're a person who's just living your life, you love who you love, you kind of move through the world in this space of I'm just a human and, um, you know, uh, how uh, uh, Albert Meme, right? I think is Albert or Alfred? Albert Meme, um, you know, some of these people who uh, study how the colonizer uses uh, certain frameworks that most of us um, are not aware of, then this is not going to be your conversation. That's all I got. Peace, love, and light. Keep having the conversations. Keep doing the healing. It's a beautiful thing. Peace.